0: Welcome, everyone, to that kind of nerds podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton.
1: What up? What? Why am I always second? Alph- alphabetical? That's not alphabetical. I mean, alphabetical by last name,
0: maybe. Yeah. But wouldn't you? Okay, I mean, sure. If it's alphabetical uh, alphabetical by last name, wouldn't Josh be first?
2: When you're introducing. the to...
0: fact that I'm introducing, and then Correct. you two are. Sure, we'll say that. We'll say alphabetical. That's how. That's and, how the And crumble. saving the. I
1: don't the, feel very valued as a member of this podcast right
0: now because <laughs> I am always last on in the introduction.
2: fucking feature in like every goddamn episode. <laughs> no, so. think
0: of, think about this. It's it's every episode too. You know how like the, stop, the stop famous, being so insecure, lady. The famous celebrities get the and you know, and Denzel Washington and Gary Oldman. It's and Brian Thornton. Huh? there it is but, that's not how that works that's no, not how no matter it, where and, it I, are, and i don't
2: i don't feel in any way undervalued
0: absolutely because he's he's good that way right <laughs> listen uh buckle up because there is a lot of movie news that came out this week apparently everyone was like oh we have a trailer should we just release it we'll just release the trailer we don't care about that kind of nerd right now talking about anything else other than trailers so it's time to go there's, screen. Like, there's like three trailers bro there were more, yeah. but we, but we, but we, but we. It was like, oh my God, there's so many trailers. Listen, Three is too there much. There are so many trailers, and we only picked the good ones. That's what happened. Well, yeah, we only talk
1: about good stuff. I except know. for shit like the pop theater. So,
0: <laughs> by the way, pop theater, just uh, as your weekly call out, your product is still shit. See you on Instagram. Um. All right, so let's go screen to screen, and let's talk about some of the news that's happening right now in movies and TV. And I want to start off with. This was a just the headline alone made me happy. Even The Rock can't take on Avengers, and Rampage has gotten a new release date. So uh, for those of you playing the home game, Avengers Infinity War went from May 4th to April 27th, to then which the rest of the movie industry goes, oh, we're, no, no, that's not good. Disney, you changed the rules. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson's new movie, Rampage, is moving from April 20th to April thirteenth.
2: No, they're only going to get one week out of that movie, so <laughs> My, might as well not have well, it right? distracted with Avengers.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: uh, I, I'm happy about
1: that
0: too. I, I don't know. Is I com- kind of want to see it, so the sooner I get to see it, the better. Uh, that's that's the opinion I'll take as well. Does that mean they have confidence in the movie? They're like we're willing to mess up the marketing we have now. Mm, are they just? Are they really just going? We only have a week, so let's just let's at least just make the most of no, it. No,
1: they they gave they gave themselves more time by pushing it up at least they get i mean between april what 13th and 27th that's two weeks they at least get two weeks of solid box office performance before avengers hits and ruins their lives
0: i i bet you black panther is still probably gonna do just as good as this movie on its opening weekend i think that movie is at that point black panther will be eight or nine weeks old yeah but it's it got another hundred million dollars this week yeah, I'm well aware. Another, I'm the tail's
2: the the, the not that long.
0: All right, well,
1: let's. Nine nine weeks. I mean, listen, the Black Panther's doing very well, and I love the movie very much. Oh, yeah. But nine weeks is is pushing it. Like, that's, it can't be number one
0: for nine weeks. That's
2: Titanic. You know what I mean? That's... Yeah, okay. All right. No, right on, right on. All right.
0: My, my dumb compliment rescinded. All right, so now let's talk about some of these trailers that came out. And for those of you who haven't seen them all, if you go into our show notes on your podcast player, you can actually go ahead and, and watch them so that we kind of know what we're talking about. So let's start it off right. There are two Disney trailers that dropped uh, this week. One of them is Christopher Robin, Woo-hoo! a live-action
2: Winnie the Pooh movie. Yes. Who is not excited for this movie? uh I-, I watched the trail. I have to watch it again. It Like, the the moment where... He turns around to Pooh speaking to him on the bench. I my, like my heart leapt. It was very, very right. weird. How, like I wasn't expecting Like I'm like, oh, they're gonna tell the story of Christopher Robin as a grown up, and maybe he'll be telling his kids some stories. Like that's how I figured it was gonna go. Right. He's behind him, and I'm just, I just got very joyful.
1: Listen, I already know what how this movie is gonna play out, but I'm still excited. This is gonna be fantastical. Uh, My sister and my mother were are huge Winnie the Pooh fans. I grew up watching this stuff constantly. So the moment I saw this trailer, I texted it to uh, four people. You guys, uh, my best friend Melissa, my sister, and my mother. And I was like, watch this right now. As, and they all have the same re- reaction it's all like oh my god my childhood is speaking to me because it's the same guy the same guy he's still alive by the way <laughs> and I'm not upset by that at all but it was the same freaking person and I'm like oh it was, I need to see
2: this movie it was a really 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 good trailer it yeah really was.
0: It, it did a fan and, and I'm not a big Winnie the Pooh guy just because <laughs> I never got exposed to it as a family because of my MK Ultra background training uh, Winnie the Pooh is not put into there uh, but it looks fantastic, and I'm actually very excited about it. And and this goes into that camp of, okay, Disney redoing their properties as live-action movies, and some of them are hits and misses. This one is going to be huge. It's going to be a huge hit. It's not I'm even a redo, it. though. It's, a, it's a, No, it's no. A it's, a continuation. it's a continuation. Just taking, but just, yeah. just like Maleficent wasn't really a, – a, uh, it was a new story. You know what I mean? They're just taking their, I, I, their properties. I, I get you. I get what you're action. saying.
2: I, think, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think for me the thing about Winnie the Pooh was always – it was this – it was this cartoon for really little kids, but it the comedic timing was perfect, yeah like, yes. I didn't watch Winnie the Pooh as a kid. I didn't watch it until I had kids <clears throat> and it it was the first like non raunchy but good timing type cartoon I'd ever seen, and like all, all everything' is aimed that way now, but even like even kids shows are loaded with innuendo, and this isn't it's just perfectly written the the castle also looks looks fantastic i mean um, you got obi-wan
0: kenobi as christopher robin and you got doctor who as the rabbit i saw that
1: and baron zemo as uh owl <laughs> not baron zemo
0: baron- and and you also uh. have the director of world war z i mean odd but that's a true fact no this totally makes sense this would be awesome if
1: Pooh Bear and Christopher Robin have to fight a zombie apocalypse with Brad Pitt. It all starts with Tigger. I need that crossover movie it. right now. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, no, this—if this, Christopher Robin actually is Obi Wan Kenobi and it breaks out a lightsaber to fight the zombie apocalypse with Winnie believe. the Pooh,
0: it's a Disney movie. I mean, it, you it, could,
1: it, 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 my my brain just went any, exploding. Anything can happen except it for all amazing. of what you just said. I know, I, I know, I know. That's not what's going to happen, but still.
0: All right. So then, moving on to uh, more Disney movies. So this is the second trailer, which was Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. Yeah. All the yes. Yeah. Like this is this this is fantastic. Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. I'm on. Like I've been on board since the beginning. Just e- even more on board. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Very after happy. after
1: the three seconds you got to see her, you're totally more yep. on Dude, board. Yeah, have, have been pictures
0: Absolutely, there've been pictures of her in costume. She's doing press junkets. Yes, Mary Poppins. Emily we she does couple, do press junkets. That's what an actress does.
2: Couple glimpses of Lin Manuel Miranda. Yep. Yes, probably going to do a better accent than Dick Van Dyke. I mean, not kids flying hard a to kite. Top it. There's a kid flying a kite. Up to the, the, highest the, heights, the image in the mirror, not looking away, like just yeah. everything. Give me every give me all of this.
1: No, I'm excited. I'm just poking fun of you guys. That's no, OK. Uh, do we have a release date for this? For Mary Poppins? Yes. Well, Christmas. It's a pretty smart. You, you decided to skip the release date for Christopher Robin.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. What is the release date for? Christopher probably say Robin? that
1: that's August 3rd.
0: So Christopher Robin's in August. Mary Poppins returns in crisp uh, on Christmas. Uh, yeah. It, it, Christmas day. Exactly. Ooh, that's going to be my Christmas movie. It's totally happening. I'm excited now. Then you what Grinch though, show. since we're talking about Christmas and we're talking about movies, let's, let's talk about the movie that I grumbled about last time. And now I have to, you know, kind of rescind everything. And that's the Grinch from mm. the, the studio of illumination. The people who brought you the minions are now bringing you Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch. Um, This was a, a a teaser. I mean, it didn't really... It, it teased. It, it it did its thing. It's so two minutes long,
2: CJ. Two,
0: yeah, but like 30 so seconds it, of it is the minion yelling illumination.
1: No, it, it's an official trailer. It even says in the show notes, official trailer. Just sure. FYI. <laughs> okay. Not teaser. See how Mary Poppins says official teaser trailer. <laughs> this just says official trailer
0: thank you for telling the the listeners i can't read i
1: appreciate it um that. but more importantly this looks like a lot of fun and i'm all on board for this i've been on board for this okay a computer animation makes more sense for this movie as much you know absolutely I do nope. not like the jim carrey makeup bullcrap i agree i love jim carrey not that it looks like it's not just oh the Grinch is just an asshole on Christmas Day. He's an asshole all the time.
0: 365,
1: bruh. He's purposely putting things on the highest shelves. He's eating other people's foods out of their grocery baskets. I mean, come on. He's always a Grinch. I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be interesting and good and we'll have tough competition with Mary Poppins, but either th- other than that at the time that excited. we're
0: recording this, this trailer is number one trending on YouTube. It's got like two point three million views. It's it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, listen, I, I'm a big fan of Benedict because Marvel back. hasn't released the new Avengers trailer it's yet. Very true. Um, Josh, what about you? You've been very quiet. I know you have an emotional attachment to the Grinch, as we talked about when this was announced. How, how do you feel now that you've seen something from it?
2: I love it. I love it. I can't wait for it. It looks fantastic. I'm a little upset it's not Darius Rucker singing the Grinch song, but you know, I, I'll get over it. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is—he's gonna do a good job. This looks, this looks exactly like one of that, what I wanted to see.
0: All right, and then now moving away from Disney, we're going over to Netflix and Grinch lo- wasn't Disney. Oh, that's right. So it was Illumination.
2: illumination.
0: Oh, moving away from kids movies, now <laughs> moving into the the land of. I I, I not think
2: Mary Poppins is a kid's movie.
0: I would classify that. I, I would classify movie. that as a kid's movie.
2: It's for yeah. me. It's for me.
0: <laughs> as not, but it's for but it's for your kid at heart. Let, I'm not let me let me say this. Would they show Mary Poppins in a theater with a jungle gym?
2: No. Yes, they. Would. She would like not. She would not approve of. Don't spit on my cupcake no. and tell me it's frosting. She they would, would not she approve would not. of the. Jug- She'd be saying spit spot and singing a song, and there'd be kids marching, making off
0: the everybody street. take cough medicine and shit. Yeah. So Netflix has dropped a full-length trailer now, an official trailer. I can read this one, Brian. Uh, yeah, for the new original series Lost in Space. I will let you know. Matt Lebl- Matt LeBlanc is nowhere near this. He was not bad in that movie. Why
1: are you already trashing the '96 film?
0: Because it was the '96 film. It wasn't very good. It was not that bad. So this looks really interesting. This this, this definitely has a uh, our favorite words in 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 all of the uh, movie industry: dark and gritty feel to it. Um, I, I'm I'm I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch this like right away, or I'm going to have to wait for like the two of you to tell me to like, oh yeah, it's really good. But
2: I, I feel pretty good about this this is what the the Swiss family Robinson or something <laughs> <laughs> Swiss family Robinson in space yes yes uh, hard pass really hard pass easily. hard pass on, e- on this? Uh. like I don't even need to think about that hard pass by well all right I'm all I'm all about
1: it I I, I like sci-fi I, I actually enjoyed the William hurt Matt LeBlanc film believe it or not um, I watched some of the old 1950s 60s show. I'm on board. I'm looking for, forward to this.
0: So Netflix, though, has uh, has a great marketing machine for this. If your name is Will Robinson and you're on Twitter, prepare to get spammed because they are sending people the tweet, danger, Will Robinson, danger, uh, to anyone who has their name Will Robinson on Twitter. Uh, and people have been saying that they've been winning their whole Twitter life for this moment. It makes me sad that my name isn't in some sort of cool movie. <laughs> just <or TV> just <laughs> go show. change it on Twitter, man. They don't verify this shit. Just go. Change it.
1: I, I I don't know how to use my Twitter as it is. You That's want me to start true. changing account Brian, info?
0: If you go to the if you go to the show notes, Brian's Twitter handle is is in the show notes. It's empty. Brian's got like six tweets. Really, I've actually tweeted something. You have tweeted stuff. I don't know really? what it is, and I'm not I'm not gonna look because uh, I,
1: I I don't know. I I I feel like that those twits might have been a while back. Those twits, twits, yeah. those twits, twits. would have been a while
0: back. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Problems with you. All right, and now the with me seriously. Now there's two things that I I also out of the three of us, I'm the one who has problems. Now there's two things in the world of of television that came across my radar that I definitely wanted to bring Mm -hmm. everyone's attention. The first one is, uh, listen that Dexter poster that you've probably seen online. It's it's not real. It's not happening. There is no season of Dexter coming to Netflix. Just one more time. No, you
2: just have to deal with that shitty, shitty finale and let that be your life. It's not coming back. The only reason anyone would have seen that online is because you posted it trying to chase down whether it was real or not. Like, no, no I, 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 this would never have crossed my radar.
0: I had people text this to me and go, Is this real? And I was like, All right, now I have to actually look. Like, now I have to go and do research. And, and the, who do you know that wants more Dexter? Nobody. There were people I was very, surprised. A, it, it was, it
1: was past tense a great show. Correct. Uh, until. The last season,
2: season.
0: until I second six? i would say like yeah i would say the second to last season
2: ah, wasn't wasn't six where they intro julia styles like that that season was okay i don't remember it was so long oh ago. not julia styles uh not julia styles sorry uh sarah from from chuck like yvonne uh, chavosky thank you I haven't
1: seen it in a while and the the Pep Boys that I frequent wasn't playing it in their waiting room this time around. <laughs> uh, I'm not joking. I, I went we to get an oil change and they were playing Dexter. That's great with children On Netflix. In there? I'm a, it's a Pep Boys. I'm sure there's child there were children coming around and I was like this is completely inappropriate. <laughs> you have Dexter Playing above, like the the, <laughs> the wooden block play, like the thing with like the the wooden dowels that you just move, and there's no purpose so behind the them. The kids, like, kids toy. love gotcha. them for some yes. reason. My
0: daughters love. It's
1: literally things. right above there, and yeah. like there, there's all sorts of nudity and death and dismemberment, and I'm like, I feel uncomfortable waiting for my oil change.
0: So you right?
2: just you just you just tried to find <laughs> the square peg and put it in the round hole. For <laughs> yeah, two. I was just, try- I I was just trying.
0: I am playing with those little to... moving w- wooden blocks. I'm you know? trying to solve this maze. Could they please? Stop! All right, highlights is not going to solve itself.
1: <laughs>
0: Goofus <laughs> and
2: Gallant need my help.
0: <laughs> True story. It was very unsettling, Brian. That's a moment where you could probably get on Twitter and be like, "Hey, at Pet Boys, WTF, mate."
2: And with see a picture of Dexter right. and the bloodiness in why their right underneath the spot. Kids they, no, they no, 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 want no, no, no. Tried to get some dude. Get... There's none of them are in the waiting room. They're That's all in right. the garage. No, I, I don't even know why. Like, who is watching it? They're all working on my car in the back. <laughs> right. What is wrong with you people? That's actually very funny, and and like I'm I'm willing to <laughs> accept a bit of my barber shop sometimes has some inappropriate shit on. Netflix or TV or you know on the on the whatever the serious radio whatever and I just sort of let it be because it's the barbershop and it's a bunch of dudes sitting around and it's a coming of age thing so I don't I don't complain right but like my barbershop doesn't have the doctor's office Dowel toys. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. They're also not telling you, please have your children wait with you. It's yeah, they're not They're not goes, creating well, just let the kid just come back later with the kid. They're not trying to create a family-friendly customer environment. They're right. a barber shop trying to be a barber shop.
1: And, and it wasn't even like
2: a tame season okay.
1: it was season two where he's like banging the like addict like regularly
2: oh she was
1: crazy shit the, the, the crazy one yeah. in fact the surprise motherfucker episode played while i was waiting <laughs> no shit and i was like all right yeah surprise there's dexter
0: in this waiting room
1: okay <laughs> right It's very
0: confusing. That is more Dexter than I I thought we were going to get out of this topic. I'm 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 actually glad this was a topic because I got to share that story. You know what's funny about that, Brian? You said no to this topic. Did I? Yes, you did. Yeah, fuck it. All right. What does Brian from two days ago know? That guy. Now, let's talk about some TV news that is true that you probably thought wasn't true and that is, Josh, I don't know how you're gonna watch this series at all because I know Laura's got rules. The Sopranos is coming back for a prequel film, and it's confirmed by by David Chase. It's called <laughs> the The Many Saints of Newark. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, because I know we asked a couple people that we know what they thought about it, but Hey, you, can we get my thoughts first? Oh sure, absolutely, Brian. I don't care, I don't watch this. Okay, movie. great, let's move on to Josh. <laughs> Oh, that was such a Josh moment for hold on, For those of you who don't know Josh's history with the Sopranos, a, a, anytime the man watches this series, right? I believe you start to have violent dreams where you punch things and, and cuss and basically have like a like a
2: like a nightmare. No, there was a um, there's like a, a few days where I was sick. I was laid up. I don't remember what it was, but I, I watched um, four seasons inside of two and a half days ish. And these are 13 episode seasons an hour long. Like it was, I was not sleeping much and I was doing nothing but watching the Sopranos. And apparently I was beating my pillow (laughs) senseless in the middle of the night. Um, And Laura, Laura's, you know, her reaction was maybe less with the Sopranos. (laughs) And the and she she loves sopranos right, we watched, right, right. We watched together, maybe, or you know originally, sure, but this is a show I have watched um almost as many times as I have watched the west wing uh oh, it wow. is it is my favorite, my favorite of all bingeable shows i in my opinion, it was the original bingeable show it's yeah, absolutely it's the, it's the the show that that kicked off. HBO's dominance uh, in in this in this genre,
0: I, I would say even just the dominance of this genre of an hour and, and long. And you
2: might be right. The the sort of the the methodology behind how Netflix shapes their shows, you can see it. Yeah, in the Sopranos. So and it's brilliant. However, comma. like yeah. However, comma. Um, I don't know that I want to watch a show about Johnny Boy and Junior Soprano and and sort of their crews because it's. It's just like I don't want it to fuck up anything for me. I don't want it to change anything. I don't want it to mess with like the canon and, of and man, Tony I, I I mean I know this shit front to back. I can tell you the I can tell you about all the characters, I know all of their shit. I'm kinda like you, you, you announce the show in your radio announcer voice, and that's a problem because you ha- it's it's the many saints of Newark. Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize for being proper and not you know just being this guy. Hey, I don't, I, I don't look. I don't have an accent. There's no. I don't have. There's no craziness. But you can't say Newark. It's it's Newark. Gotcha. you just have to say it that way. As we've learned,
0: I am not capable of pronouncing things correctly, like Brian Roman and Brian Thornton.
2: Yeah, but you said Brian with an I twice. Uh, okay. You did it two times. So I, I, as let
0: me read this right. So as long as they are. As long as they execute this properly, like what what's the requirement
2: for them to not fuck up? Um, I, I need them to sort of stop at the carnival where he gets arrested and Janice is there and Tony sees him. Like that should be the end, gotcha. right? I don't want that the reality is shattered, right? And it becomes. A yeah, that's to that's where I want it to stop. Like I, I if you want to give me a story about these crews, I mean, and they had New York affiliations the whole time. So if you want to give me the backstories of these crews i'm i'm totally okay with that but you really 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 can't fuck with the development of anthony soprano and and that crew i don't mm-hmm. want to see it. like you want to throw dicky multisanti in there fine but you can't you can't throw his murder in there right you, so you put like, that in the soprano's right it's, right i just it needs to be a complete prequel like separate right totally separate try not and and name the two stomachs. <laughs> yes ne- ne'er the twain shall meet thank yes. you C- well, I mean it is
1: just a film so it's like a two and a half hour thing how much do you really think
0: they're going to do. I, I don't they know. covered. Man. I mean, you can cover time pretty quickly can, in two hours, especially if you and do it in, If you like do that. it
2: in vignettes, you can yeah. cover a lot of time.
0: I mean, it's been since 2007 that the show has been off the air. It's it's never lost its following. Just nope. like you said, you're absolutely right, Josh. It is completely bingeable. That's how I actually watched it on on on, on your advice. I binged that show like crazy. I mean, I just devoured it. Uh, so I, I'm interested. I, I would like to see this. I am I, because I didn't watch it when it was on the air when it was new, when it was the biggest you know, thing. I'm not as attached to the project as you are. So that's why I wanted to hear your opinion. A couple of the people said the same thing. Please just, just the, the, the message is please just don't be shitty and please just, just do, do right by the source material. So uh, I, I've got hope. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do.
2: And for folks new to, or newer at least to HBO and, and the shows, folks that sort of game of Thrones, Allegiant, things like that, that, this show did not have the benefit of social media. Yeah. Had it had that benefit, it would have been an absolute shitstorm. Like there was the anticipation for every Sunday was well, 2x, I mean, 2x, 3x what what Game of Thrones has. The only
0: thing of of going completely viral, right? That that show had was its finale. And the way that they handled that I remember yeah. Everybody talked about the way that show ended. And and that was the, the – and for a while, that was a legacy and a black eye on the, the show itself until people just kind of got it. Until yeah. people just, just skipped it. All right. All right. The, the next section that I have here, we're going to be super brief with this. We are aware we're not living in a bubble that the Oscars happened last week. And listen. Woo!
1: A lot of people won awards for things that probably weren't that great. Yeah, (laughs) a lot
0: of people didn't see the movies that they said that they saw. They're like, oh, yeah, you should go see The Shape of Water. It was great. You didn't see The Shape of Water. Shut up. But I totally did. There was water, and it was in shape of stuff, she, and a lady has sex with a fish. I am going to put in, there's a fantastic thing from uh, Screen Junkies. It was the, the Oscars uh, 2018, kind of in a nutshell, before they actually gave out the awards. Highly recommend watching that, especially when they talk about the fish banning movie and how it's only going to be known as the, the fish banning movie. Uh, but there were two little highlights that oh, I just... about, to- like,
2: mermaids
1: here, or...? No, you remember Hellboy? Like Ape Sapien, yeah. But with oh, gills. gotcha. So fish bangers. That's actually a new show on Discovery Channel. <laughs>
2: Fish bangers. You know them. You love them. They are the fish bangers. You can only find it on on the Discovery Channel and the Dark Web. There's only two places where you can locate that show. There's a whole lot of hope with fish bangers. (laughs) So two (laughs) things from the Oscars that were just weird
0: and obscure. I thought we just had to talk about them. Number one, someone, yes, someone actually won a jet ski for giving the shortest Oscar speech. Didn't Uh, Helen Mirren present? Yes, she did. She presented it and it was on it at the end. Did it come with Helen Mirren? I mean, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Who, who won that? The uh, Mark was Bridges, it? who is the costume designer for Phantom Thread, he gave a speech lasting thirty seconds flat. And what, what I liked about this was this: that he, uh, Jimmy Kimmel brought up the fact that once they actually televised the 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 Oscars, because for a while it, it wasn't even televised. The first one was under an hour, and now it's like a three hour long event. No one likes it. They're like, listen, the one thing we can control. Everybody hates it. Your speeches and he's just, just just make him small. Just And then I got a stopwatch here. And here's a jet ski. And if you no, do, like, I you mean, the he was
1: ski. very cool about it. He was just like, hey, we want you to come up. We want you to talk about things and yeah. organizations, <laughs> stuff that you're involved in. We get it. But people tend to
0: tune out. So here's nobody he gives a shit like, about thinking, the shit
2: that rich people do.
0: He said, like, instead of thanking your mom, right, why not take your mom out on a jet ski? Right. My only thing was, couldn't everybody in that room who's nominated for a tiny statue and then the person who wins tiny statue afford their own jet ski? But whatever. But it happened. Mark Bridges, the the costume designer for uh, Phantom Thread,
2: 30 seconds. Well, what what they're ski. not
0: telling you is that they still have to pay all the taxes on that jet ski. I'm, I, I'm sure they can afford
2: not if, it. Not if Jimmy Kimmel bought it for them.
1: That's true. I don't know if Jimmy Kimmel bought it. I, no, I, I, no, I, I do really
2: I thought that's what I read about it was that Jimmy Kimmel offered it up personally. Oh, I didn't read that. And and oh. then a, a trip someplace Good guy. to follow. Yes. Yes. To, Interesting. To, to, to follow.
1: What I liked most about his opening monologue was when he was, because right before he, he did the, the jet ski bit, he was talking about hey, we got a lot of really great movies nominated for Best Picture. All who uh, lost at the box office for, to Black Panther this weekend.
2: Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, re- that I remember funny. that from all of the show that I didn't watch at all. <laughs> oh, I just watched the opening monologue I and was, went on with my life. Nope. I was
0: editing our podcast episode that premiered the day after. Uh, so I'm in uh, my. I'm in a closet editing the show and I had the door open and be like, let me know if anyone i like wins. And then, you know, that, that was the end of that. But there was one other aspect of this that I, I didn't want to cover. And I, it's a little weird. It happens every single year. The Oscars in memoriam section happens. And usually someone gets snubbed. There, there's just someone's missing. But for me, I thought it was odd this year. Adam West was not in it. At He's all. not a movie actor. But he's been in movies. That I shouldn't, get that, but that's, that's not what he's matter. known for. That should But they've matter. had musicians
2: in there that have had like yeah. one liners. They put people that, that nobody Literally. ever sees ever. Like uh, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me
1: <laughs> that Well, I'm not justifying it. I'm I'm just saying maybe that's why. Adam
2: West is one of those guys that you can actually associate the word icon. You can put it on there. And there are very few people and, and you know, whether you want to describe someone as iconic or not? Like there are very few people that would get that nod, and I I do believe Adam West is that guy. Beyond Batman, his shit was pretty transcendent. Like just just the humor and the comedy and the just general good dudeness with which he approached. You know, what I mean? like yeah. he just came at everybody like a good dude in He's- in Hollywood forever.
1: I, I I had the pleasure of meeting him once, and yes, he is a, he was a. The good dudeness
2: was there. That's all I'm saying. Like it, it, the snub. I'm not. I'm not gonna freak out about it, right? But he should have been mentioned. It was the same thing with like
0: David Cassidy also wasn't in there. So I mean, there were other people besides Adam West, but it it was just odd. I I thought that. I don't know. I thought Hollywood had turned around on him a little bit to to like, hey, we actually do appreciate the whole career and not just this one section of the man's life. I, I don't know. I just thought it was odd. It's, you know, I don't know. Anyway, did you also see that Mark Hamill got a star on the uh, I, Hollywood Walk of Fame? I did see that Mark Hamill finally got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
1: He said so- it's the most speechless he's been since Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's an actual quote. God damn, I love Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, good good, good for him. It's definitely a long time coming. He was flanked by stormtroopers during the... Uh, yeah, during the ceremony, I thought it was great, and I think George Lucas showed up right uh, as well. George Lucas and Harrison Ford showed up. Oh, good man. You know what? You, you, how did Harrison Ford? What did he say? Did he make a speech? I'm not Ralph Garman. What do you want <gasps> from <be> me? Like,
1: <laughs> 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 pew,
0: pew. <laughs>
2: the peniment <laughs> pen, man. The peniment man. Off oh, mm. my, my plane.
0: All right. Now that we're uh, we done with that, let's take a look at the world of comments. How it's affecting TV. How it's affecting movies. But most of all, how it's affecting Brian, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Cape Talk. Keep talk. So Kristen Ritter, who is uh, the star of Jessica Jones, uh, and yes, we are aware that Jessica Jones season two just came out. We will talk about it next week. We will have a little bit of a spoiler cast. So you've got some time to watch it uh, said that the Defenders is finished just after one season. Um <clears throat> I mean, we weren't that, I mean, we liked the Defenders, but we weren't over the moon with it like we were some of the other series. So, Brian, what do you think about the fact that she's kind of saying, hey, I'd be up for it, but, you know, Netflix says no. I don't believe her, first off.
1: Secondly, I don't think she knows. I don't think any actor is privy to what uh, the plan, the overall plan for some of this stuff is. Not knocking Kristen Ritter, I like her. I think she's a wonderful actress. I think she's as great as Jessica Jones. But this is just like, like this is A, this is her doing her press junket for Jessica Jones, and B, this is just like whenever any actor says, oh, well, you know, like when Chris Hemsworth was like, well, you know, I'm done with Thor after this, that just means no one called you and offered you money to do another Thor. That's exactly what this is, is, hey, Kristen Ritter hasn't gotten a call to do Defender Season 2 yet. That doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means she doesn't know about it. She knows as much as we do. That's my rant. I don't care. I will believe it when Joe Casada, who has been the mastermind of the Netflix shows here, comes out and says, yeah, you know what? We're not doing Defenders 2.
2: Josh? Uh, I agree with Brian and... If anyone is kept in the dark, Kristen Ritter's probably that person.
1: No, 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 no. It's definitely Finn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and because I, they don't even want an Iron Fist 2. They're just I, doing it because they have to. Um,
2: here's like anybody saying unilaterally this is not happening is dumb. Because, frankly, if if the testing comes back and they say, you know, based on everything we've done, Defender Season 2 probably drives X revenue or does this for us then they're going to do it, even if it's bad. Right. And you're talking about something
1: that's two or maybe even three years down the line. They haven't even drawn up the contracts yet to get these people signed on for those.
2: Can we get Daredevil Season 3, please? In 2019 slash 2020, you will. Like, just let me get that,
1: and then... (laughs) And then we'll take it from there. This year, you're getting Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Next year, you'll probably get Iron Fist, hopefully Daredevil Season 3. So you're talking to at least... Two years down the line before Defenders 2 would happen. That's it's way too early to be saying shit like this.
0: And I agree with all of you and have no original thought of my own. <laughs> and now that's Congratulations. on tape. Let's move on to the other
1: piece of cape talk that I hate.
0: <laughs> well, with a segue like that,
1: Brian, why don't you tell us what's going on? They cast the villain for the Wonder Woman sequel. I already hear
0: Josh snoring, by the way. I don't know if you can hear it too. It is, it no,
1: is no, very, I, I love this.
2: This is fantastic.
1: It is a very well-known villain. It is probably one of her biggest villains. It is Cheetah. And they cast Kristen Wig.
2: Oh, your downfall. Here's why I love this. Kristen Wig is so fucking bad at everything she does.
0: <laughs> That's why I hate this. I don't like her. This is
2: a historically bad decision. So so Josh is okay with this because it just means, hey, everyone talked about how great Wonder Woman was. No, no, no. No. Here's what I think it means. Sure. They couldn't get anyone serious enough to sign on. So they had to go to fucking Kristen Wiig. I Wig. thought this started
0: off as a fan idea, and then someone's like, "This should totally cast Kristen Wiig, and then here we are in reality. Nobody,
2: like, the same number of people want to see Kristen Wiig as want to see Amy Schumer. That's that's Kristen Wiig. It's a
1: terrible, a
2: terrible fucking
1: choice, a terrible cast. It, it's Everything is wrong
2: with this. Is there a possibility? Could Marvel buy DC and just do these movies? You're going to take
1: the one the one good thing about the DC extended universe now, and you're going to ruin it by casting a mediocre actor as a pivotal
2: villain role. She's not and mediocre. You know what? You're she you're is you're, you're actually giving you you're giving mediocre people a bad name. Okay, fine. I I don't like her. I no, know there are people who do. No, nobody likes her. I'm going uh, the, I'm going uh, to uh, play
0: devil's advocate. So know that this is not. How I feel. I just, I want to be the third Go voice. Go ahead, CJ. Try to piss me off more. Remember when they were casting a DC movie and they were casting The Dark Knight and they were picking the Joker and they said, oh, it's the guy from A Knight's Tale? And they were like, well, I could never let an Australian guy from The Knight's blah, Tale be the blah, Joker. Blah, blah, blah. I'm this all just before. saying, I'm just saying that is another side to this argument.
2: Are you saying that Kristen Wiig is no, Heath Ledger no, or Robert no? Downey Jr.? No, 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 that no, is not, no, no, playing, no, no, by, 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 by playing dumbass fucking devil's advocate. These are not the thoughts and feelings of C.J. Mellon, this is just the other side of the argument. But your example put her on par with Heath Ledger
0: at and the Robert time, Downey Jr. At the time, Heath Ledger was just a guy from The nights Tale, that's all he was, that's
2: all he and was. Okay, he uh, okay, here. and if, if that was all he had ever done... And we compare that to Kristen Wigg's entire body of work. Would we be celebrating Kristen Wiig or Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger, I right, I, I right. hear you. I agree. Right. I'm just, but saying. that wasn't all he had done. You, you're completely dismissing 10, 10 things I hate about you, which un- was adorable.
0: I
1: understand. Listen, it has nothing, like you, blah, blah, blah. You want to draw this parallel. Here is the difference. No, I don't. I'm just expressing no, the views no, of no, other no. people. No, you did, but you dark. did. No, you drew the no, parallel. You did. You did, first off. Secondly, you are the voice of the people, apparently. No, now. no, and I'm and not. Every, no, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> and everybody's going to try to draw this parallel with me when I when they listen to this episode and say, why does Brian hate Kristen Wig so much? So here's here's the difference. The difference is this. I hope I am wrong. I really do. Because I enjoy the first Wonder Woman movie, and I think Patty Jenkins is a smart and really good director. And she's the one who had the final say in this. I hope I am wrong. But given not just DC's track record, but Kristen Wiggs' track record, she is not even that good in the things she is supposed to be good in. The things that she is supposed to be really good at are comedy and she, I don't find her funny. I didn't think MacGruber was any good. Nope. I don't think she was good on SNL. Nope. I have no desire to see Bridesmaids. And Ghostbusters was a freaking train wreck. I agree. So at the end of the day, she's not good. You the people who want to draw this parallel. Heath Ledger two's biggest roles were night's tale and 10 things i hate about you but he had done plenty beforehand and plenty of dramatic roles Kristen wigg has not shown any sort of range outside of comedy and when she is supposed to be this straight person in a comedic movie like ghostbusters she failed miserably now we're asking her to not just be a straight dramatic actor but to actually have an an action role and to be a a antithesis to a strong female character and a fine actress next to Gal Gadot, she cannot hold her own against Gal Gadot. I don't care. I agree. This is a terrible choice and I will ask anybody to try to prove
2: me wrong. Because you can't. I uh, I thought I was the biggest Kristen Wiig hater on the planet <laughs> before this conversation. And, and look, he's absolutely no, true. right to here to the degree like she can't even do animation. She was rough nut in how to train your dragon. She can't even do animation.
0: Yeah, can't do voice where over.
2: they're just placing her where she's supposed to be They're They're getting the timing exactly right. She just can't deliver ever. She's just awful. And look, I really like Wonder Woman as a character. And I loved Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman. I didn't like that movie. And I'm 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 on record a bunch of times saying that. I'm probably it doesn't matter. And I still watch it. I watch it knowing I don't like it, but I, I watch it anyway because it fits in the timeline and I that's how I watch things sequentially. Right. This like well, I don't want it to fail. I don't want the movie to fail, but like what I want is an awakening. And it, it's this kind of bad decision that precipitates an awakening. No Sur-
0: surprise! DC made bad decisions about the movie. So as we know, I obviously love to go on the internet. I like to find the weird. I like to find the obscure, and then I ask for a tech perspective. <clears throat> this week there were two things that free. Came- <laughs> every- Every week. I just can't get
2: it. you should have done the Super Mario thing.
0: No, I gotta pay for that. Don't. They'll take us down. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, right uh, so right now, ladies and gentlemen, right now, on your iPhone or your Android device, if you are a Google Maps user, and if you're not, just like do this for like 10 minutes, okay? You, your car can be Mario on the Google Maps app. Uh, you just go ahead and make sure they have the most up-to-date version of Google Maps. Uh, you load in your route, and right before you press start, you'll see a l- little yellow box with a question mark in it. It's the mystery box. You press that, and instead of the little arrow, you are now Mario in a Mario Kart.
2: You're welcome, Internet. You know what I just learned is that CJ is a root guy, not a route guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I take the shortest possible route. He also says data instead of data.
0: No, I, I mm. kind of...
2: Changes depending on it really depends on the context. It does. I don't think it does. I think like that's I, dumb.
0: i've 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 collected a ton of data with schematics. I like data from Star Trek because he always has a lot of data in his brain.
2: No, see, no, that's no, wrong. that's, that's wrong. wrong.
1: Data. I mean, data from Star Trek is data because that's what they call him. But I mean, it,
0: mm, I guess I unlimited. Use word. But I have unlimited data.
2: Oh no, no, you know, no! Unlimited I see data, data there too. Anyway. Yeah. That's for later. Your your roots and and the routes. Anyway, so yay,
0: be Mario. Yes, but let's get to the main story that Brian really wants to talk about: Super Smash Brothers was announced for the nintendo switch i say skeptically because why I do you say mind. that skeptically because some people are worried that it's a port from the the wii u to the switch ah uh, yes yes that's so what, can that clarify, is the Ryan, give me the background as to what was announced and just why people are freaking out right now about what's happening
1: people are freaking out because it's freaking super smash brothers and I don't know if you've ever played Super Smash Brothers, but you can be Mario, and you can fight Zelda, and you can fight Star Fox, and a four-man free-for-all, sometimes eight, depending on how many friends you have. I only have four. Anyway, it is amazing, it is a lot of fun, and I've skipped college classes for
0: it. <laughs> and that's and a true story. Now, here's my question, then. Why are people worried that this isn't going to be a full-blown new game? Why wouldn't Nintendo make a new game?
1: Um, I mean, it's the, the Switch has been doing a lot of ports over from the Wii U because, let's face it, as much as I do enjoy my Wii U, it was a failure. And yep. not a ton of people have actually nope. played the games. So they've been doing a lot of ports. They ported like Bayonetta. They ported, Um, I mean, technically Splatoon, quote unquote, it, it, 2 the problem, is a port. The
2: problem with the Wii U wasn't the, that the games weren't good. It's that the controls were awful. Yeah, the the system was not good. No, not so no, but but the games were actually very good. So Which is why are, they've been just pretty much fun. re-outfitting them for the Switch.
1: And people are worried that it's just gonna be the Wii U version, just with a couple of maybe extra characters, like they did with Mario Kart 8. And which should be fine for Switch users. I don't care. I just give me Super Smash Brothers. Give me as much Super Smash Brothers as possible. Right. I want to own. Listen, no one can beat me at this game except for that one kid that I was college roommates with, and that sucks. But anyway, challenge accepted, sir. You and me. I'm
2: I'm awful at Super Smash Brothers. I will ruin your day because it just seems like a game for button mashers.
1: It's not. It's not if you if you you do it right. Absolutely. No.
0: It's it. CJ. We'll throw it down the gallon later. So, I'll so in you. your opinion, do you think they're going to do a port from the Wii U, or is this going to be a brand new Super uh, Smash Brothers game?
1: From the launch trailer, it it doesn't look like it. It
2: really doesn't. I don't think doesn't it look is. like what? It doesn't look like a port. Okay, good. When when was the last um, sort of big name exclusive Switch game by Nintendo? Super
1: Mario Odyssey in Breath October. of the Wild. No, Super Mario Odyssey in October. Breath well, of the Wild came out. I oh, thought okay. I thought it was. Thought it was okay.
2: All right. I mean, so we're we're talking we're talking about almost six months at this point. It's it's time. It's time for it a it is time. Game. So it probably is a new game, and it's coming out this year. This
1: year, people. Not only will I slap CJ in the face <laughs> physically,
2: but I will
0: slap him in the face via Super Smash Brothers. <sighs> Gonna take any opportunity to bring up the fact you are gonna slap me this year. Right
2: oh, like, I cannot wait. wait! Like I am, I am actually considering flying a photographer. Right
0: <laughs> <laughs> get you know what we need to do? We need to rent a Phantom and get it in slow mo.
2: No, he's got he's got the sickest cameras. Fantastic. Yeah, they, I, like I got a buddy lives in Boston. I am thinking I might fly him in. Well. You know what, Josh?
0: If people want to help fly that guy into Boston, they go to patreon.com slash and a Nerd. Give to our fund to go ahead and, and make sure that we have a, a good night out, a little soiree for the night of being getting slapped in the face due to wreck Ralph too.
2: Indeed. You're going to need that booze. I didn't know it. So since we're
0: nearing our 150th episode in just a few weeks, uh, we thought we'd take the time for some of the new listeners and some of you who are not so new just to get to know us a a little bit better. So uh, I came across a tweet online uh, that we just had to instantly grab, but but also expand on and just kind of make it a little better. Uh, And it was two. Uh, One of them is (laughs) name five movies that a potential significant other needs to watch in order to know what kind of person you are. To which Josh said, "Yes, great topic. Also, add albums to that. So, what albums would they need to listen to to know what kind of person you are?" So, I figured we would take it from uh, the movies first, and then we'll hit the albums. Uh, I'd love to to hear Josh where you started off with this list.
2: Um. All right. So, uh, like anything else, when if I'm trying to get to know somebody, the 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 thing that I try to convey is. When I watched these things, I didn't know how to feel. Like, I was so filled with emotion, I didn't know how to feel. So I will preface everything by saying, when I saw these movies, I was so filled with emotion, I didn't know how to feel. Uh, Starting with The Breakfast Club, uh, I always sort of aligned with the John Bender character. That's kind of who I was, but it was really about people coming together, and that's sort of a common theme. Stand By Me. I'm not sure there's a better story about coming of age and loyalty among friends. Um, the story of us, I have now uh, been with my wife for 20 years. And this, this movie that we saw together when we were kids uh, really just continues to resonate with me. Varsity Blues. I played football my entire young life. I'm not really sure there's a better sort of story of brotherhood and, and teamwork and coming together and even rebelling against some bullshit than Varsity Blues. The Fast and the Furious it really defined a good portion of, of my of my late teens and early 20s uh, where I was about family and and this crazy close group of friends but getting into a bit of trouble. So those are my five. I I can attest to the fact that your your two movies, several movies, had
0: that thing of friendship uh, and family being a a very strong bond that even some of your friends are, are close family. And as a guy who worked for you as well as doing the show, that is 100%. Uh, a personality trait that you have. So I,
1: I, I find it very funny list. that CJ did not identify himself as one of your friends,
2: Josh. I, it, <laughs> that is, he just does hand, the show and and with, it, he just does the show with me. That's he, that's right. he, he I, I've actually never met him in person. It's only through,
0: through <laughs> Google Hangouts and Skype. That's how that worked. Mm, interesting. Uh, for me, uh, I, I had a, a different approach. I kind of uh, grabbed some movies that kind of resemble a part of my personality, uh, or just kind of really did, uh, invoke something inside of me. that kind of, uh, I don't know, gave me some emotions. I didn't know I had just kind of like you. So the, again, in no particular order, uh, starts with the mask, you know, I'm a goofy guy. So it's gotta be the mask, uh, the producers, uh, that's my love of theater and comedy. Just put into there um, matchstick men, because sometimes when you're, when I'm trying to be serious, I end up being a total goofball. Uh, Baby Driver for two things. Number one, I'm a continuity asshole, and that movie does a fantastic job with with putting things together. And also, uh, I love music, and the way that that movie uses music is fantastic. And then it rounded out with the movie The Spectacular Now uh, with Miles Teller. Um, I don't know that that movie just for something felt like a good life lesson for me, so I, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, Brian. Uh, so that was my list. I, I'd love to to hear what uh, what you have in yours. Uh, well, as you all know, I am a, a huge fan of movies. I own many,
1: many, many much movies, and uh, I have seen many, many movies, uh, thousands, in fact. And I am, uh, I am very angry that you tried to pigeonhole me and put me down to five.
2: Uh, I had that problem with the with the <laughs> records. Yeah, I had the so, same thing. Yeah.
1: So uh, I have a list of fifty, and here they go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this is this is tough because. I'm kind of going through this right now. I, I, I'm i now trying to figure out what movies does my girlfriend need to see before oh, I that's true. take the next step. I can't describe what I'm going through right now trying to think of the movies that I want her to see because I want her to be...
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Let's, yeah. This is, this is gorgeous. Let's, now just give us five and fuck <laughs> yourself. <laughs> can I can I include trilogies as one? No. Yes. Oh, yeah, fine. I can. no
0: fine. Okay, fine. I yes. can sure.
1: Oh, this makes it just a little bit easier. Just a little bit easier.
2: Okay. Um so because first... you've just given me eight Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm giving you all. So eight? We can include. We can include the
1: trilogies. You For don't. Sure. You don't want to do just the original trilogy, The Fast and Furious, too Fast uh, and Two Fast and
0: Furious, and Tall. Give me
2: all. It's all family. It's all the violent. Entire thing. It's, all, okay. it's all badass. That's okay. Me. All right.
0: So I, by the way, do not get Son of the mask. Don't lump that in with that. It just <laughs> you don't. You don't get that. No, uh. That stays as one. So,
1: Oh, man, this is so tough. Um. so the star wars trilogy the original trilogy is most definitely on there um if i had to pick one it would be episode four because if you watch episode five you won't know what's going on um but i mean this movie was the the set of movies that introduced me to movies it is probably why i love movies so much i remember My father disappearing into a closet when I was six or seven years old and saying, okay, son, you're ready to watch these movies now. And I've loved them ever since. Um, So that is most certainly on there. The Back to the Future trilogy is definitely on there as well, just because every time I watch that movie, it's just... I am Marty McFly, I feel sometimes, or maybe I'm George McFly. I don't know. Depending on the day, (laughs) I'm one or the other. (laughs) depending on the day most of the days i'm george mcfly but i want to be marty (laughs) um and i wish i had a doc brown in my life who was crazy and could take me on time traveling missions but more importantly it's it's fun it's nerdy it's it's everything that is me for the most part and it's got a freaking kick-ass soundtrack i do need to put the spider man movie the the i don't want to include the entire trilogy can i just say one and two it's fine.
0: You don't have to include in the entire thing. We're already bending the rules, so let's just let it happen.
1: So, Spider Man two thousand two, Sam Raimi. Um, I think you know everybody knows how important Spider Man was to me as a child. Um, this movie was a dream come true for me. It was it is, I could watch these movies nonstop, and you know, I wish. I wish I could just include every single Marvel movie in that as well. But I mean, if I had to relegate myself to a couple, it would have to be the Sam Raimi trilogy uh, of the Spider-Man movies. Um, Inception, believe it or not, because I like to think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And and that, by the way, is the only movie to think.
1: No, I I mean, there's plenty of movies to think. Here's what I really like about Inception. It's, it's not just because the, the story makes you think the, 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 uh, the whole idea of, you know, um, the dreamscape and everything has always been really interesting to me. But, yep. you know, more importantly, like, well, not a more importantly, but it's also got a lot of technical aspects to it. It, it is yeah. a lot of what I love about movies in one movie. The, and the it, and it, has,
2: it has my all-time favorite Tom Hardy quote.
1: Which one is that?
2: You have to dream a bit bigger, darling. Ah, yes. That he says to Leo quote. in that, whatever, that shady bar they were at. But, yeah. Like, I absolutely love that movie and love that quote. That's solid.
1: Um, so,
2: I mean, it, it
1: encompasses a lot of the technical aspects of what I like about movies and how they did that kind of stuff. That movie is 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 the reason I watch special features, because if you watch the special features on those mo- that movie, it, it's so interesting. It's so cool. And uh, <clears throat> last but not least, I, I do have The Wedding Singer, because I'm a romantic at heart. All
2: right. And I like That's music. That's fantastic. And... You saying the wedding singer as your as your last movie? I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. That's like, <laughs> this is how he wants his shit to unfold. This makes sense to me. I There, like there we go.
1: So, all right. I had nice. to bring it down to five. Trust. me, There are so many more. No, She's I'm
2: going uh, through Brian, it right Brian, now. I, uh, I no, was, I understand. Like, I was yep. I was willing to allow you like twenty. So this is good. Okay. So, all right. Well then. Whoo. Uh, so the next one was five albums that
0: people need to to listen to. There, there's going to be two right off the bat that I know on mine I'm, I'm going to get made fun of. And I really don't give a shit. And uh, it started off with the first one, which is X and Y uh, by Coldplay. I know Josh prefers Rush of Blood to the head, but I, I just had a better uh, emotional connection experience. Or, or
2: Parachutes would be fun.
0: Yeah, the, to, to X and Y. Uh, just it was at the formative time of my life. Just kind of made me who I am. That makes sense. Uh, the next one is Continuum uh, by, by John Mayer. It was the album I was listening to right before I, I met my wife. Uh, it was just kind of getting me into the headspace to actually, you know, kind of grow up a little bit. Uh, and uh, I just have a strong emotional connection to it. The next one, which I, I think is an odd choice, but the more I thought about it, I, I I couldn't leave it off this list. And that's The Heist by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Uh, I think it does a great job of just doing some honest, I mean, just, just telling honest stories and just being emotionally uh, vulnerable and, and and available to others, uh, which is a trait I, I always try to learn. Uh, the next one, uh, this is three albums in one, but I'm only picking one of the albums, so maybe I'm the one betting the rules this time, uh, and that is the early November The Path. Uh, the Path is part of three albums, The Mother, The Mechanic, and The Path, um, it's another one that really is like a like a like a a, a play. It, it tells a whole story uh, and it encompasses a, a lot of emotions. And there's one song in there that just destroys me, brings me down to tears every single time I listen to it. Uh, the last one is Sunsets and Car Crashes by The Spill Canvas. Um, it's again, it's one of those albums that just speaks to me in the right way. It tells a, a couple stories, but also has a, a great opportunity for you to just roll down the windows, get the music on real loud and, and just kind of drive around. So it was a uh, it was very formative. I will, of course, uh, be including a Apple playlist to all of these albums for all three of us uh, in the show notes. So if you want to hear what we're talking about, you can have those albums. So Brian, we're going to go on to you now. You're going to be number two here. What are your five albums that your potential significant other needs to listen to, to know who you are? I am actually very interested to hear what you picked. I do not identify with
1: music nearly as much as I identify with movies. I am super sorry. Um, So I don't really have a ton that was just like, oh my gosh, I remember where I was listening to that song and doing that thing. There's a couple, um, and the only thing I can really truly remember, the only album I remember me listening to nonstop in high school, um, that I would say really had an Im- impact on me is uh, the Yellow Card. Uh, Yellow Card's first album, which I'm pretty sure was just called Yellow Card.
2: It was called Ocean Ocean Avenue, Avenue. and it's on my right. list. Is I'm it sorry. really?
1: Well, it certainly I, is. I I, I I I took it. I'm sorry, Josh. I mean, I listened to that all throughout high school, and, and I mean, I, I remember. Um, a lot of memories with a, a, an ex girlfriend who was an ex for a reason. Uh, with to that album, Um the Beatles' "Revolver" would be one. That I mean, I grew up in a in a house with a Beatle maniac who was playing Beatles nonstop. I, I think "Revolver" is probably my favorite. It has you know most of the songs that I really enjoy by them, but I can't pick all of the Beatles albums, unfortunately. So I, I'll stick to that one. Um, another thing I did listen to in, in my middle school slash high school days was, uh, Matchbox 20, uh, Real World was their first album. Um, and is that three right now? I'm going to put, uh, also the, the Billy Joel Essential album just because Billy Joel. It's Billy Joel. Yeah. Why the hell not? Um, and you're all going to laugh at me, but most definitely, uh, Believe it or not, the 2002 Spider-Man soundtrack is on my list. Was that the one
0: that had Nickelback?
1: Yeah, it Disqualified
2: it, for Nickelback.
1: It had Chad Kroger, not Mick Nickelback. Oh, was
2: and a, Hero okay. was a
0: great song. I, I do agree nope. that Hero is a song. Um, I noticed us? that your Scott Stapp is very similar. <laughs> They're all the same. They all they sound are. They same, are all the same. I, I will not. I will not make fun of you for it. I do understand it. Consider it's also on your favorite movie list. And I, when I was kind of telling you about this, I said, "Hey, j- just include five soundtracks. Like it's not hard." Uh, so I, I will, I will give it to you and not make fun of you too bad. All right, uh, Josh, I saved you for last due to the long conversations that we had about music playing a partner life, so I am very interested to hear your top five albums.
2: Yeah, and this was incredibly difficult. I I, th- I thought about this all week long, and when I put the list together, I found myself writing and rewriting it, and the the basis of what I came up with, essentially, is all of these records when I first heard them filled me with something, some sort of emotion and more so maybe than anything else. Brian, uh, you saying yellow card means I get to take that off my list and put one of the things I cut back (laughs) on, but still retain it. You also said Billy Joel and I cut an innocent man, which was like a 1983 release. It was, I don't know. It was ninth or 10th record, but it was, it was so much a part of my youth driving in my mother's car with with an innocent man in the tape deck that I I just I I instantly when I hear it I'm in the back seat of my mother's car and we're on our way to school so that's what music is for me it's a time and a place and a smell and a feeling and an emotion so these were incredibly difficult i will preface that the first thing on my list, and the first the first time I remember feeling like I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with all of this was um in nineteen ninety two I was twelve years old. It was the chronic by Dr. Dre. I did not know what to do with all the with all the emotion with with all the things it filled me with um the next time was probably. Um Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy in the Infinite Sadness, which is still on constant repeat in in my in my my sort of rotation. Um I love it so much, and it's got highs and lows that are just unbelievable. Um when I was 16, uh Alice in Chain's unplugged record got got me through a very <laughs> Very difficult time. And I cannot cannot listen to nutshell without being reduced to tears today, uh, 21 years later. Uh, the next one is replacing uh Ocean Avenue by yellow card because it holds such a special place in my heart. Um, but my senior year of high school, Brian, you talked a bit about when you were in like junior high, or maybe a little younger than that, Matchbox 20. Another band came out at the same time that I felt was just lyrically, musically superior and and in every way, but hasn't done a ton since Third Eye Blind's self-titled debut album uh, changed the way I looked at music and how it could make you feel and how real lyrics could be and how deceptive music is in juxtaposition to the lyrics. So it was very interesting. Uh, and m- the number five on my list is uh brand new second album, Deja Intendu, uh, which I st- just, it, it fills, it-, it fills me with so much emotion. I don't know what to do with it's It's, it's emotional. It's angry. It's violent. It's loving. It's got everything you'd want from sort of a Long Island emo band. That nobody really knows. And it's amazing. So, uh, those are these were very hard for me. And I wish I could have put more hip hop or, or like I didn't include Tool at all. And they were very b- no Pantera, no Pink Floyd. But these records, these five, and I'm including Yellow Card and Billy Joel because yeah. you opened the door. <laughs> Cause you're loud. Yeah. No, it's fine. L- lawyered. Uh, and, so these records meant more to me, um, and they still, they still take me to a time and place and I can smell and feel and taste things from when I was, I mean, Billy Joel, I was three years old, and I still remember. I, re- I remember sitting on my uncle's shoulders walking through uh, the, the Italian, uh, Italian festival parade thing in, in Hartford, uh, listening to An Innocent Man on the loudspeaker. Like, I'll never forget that shit. Music always has the way to kind of transport
0: you to a time, a moment, and a place. and, And it takes you to that exact second it doesn't mess around. Uh, it's very similar to just you know, kind of almost like you know, having a a, a nice home cooked meal or just kind of smelling something from your past, and it, it's it's incredible to share that with a lot of people. Uh, and and as we say every week, this this is one hundred percent never a one way conversation between just just the three of us. We we want to hear from you, the the fans. Uh, I know it's hard to put it down to five, but I, I would really challenge you. We would love to get to know who's listening to our show just a little bit better. So if you're listening to this now, I would absolutely love it. If you would take a couple minutes, put together five movies, put together five albums, send them to us in a tweet at that kind of nerd or on Facebook, or you can even call us and you can leave a voicemail and have your own story. Call 484-373-4119. You can also text that. If you're not sure what that number is, go to the show notes. And like I said, we're going to include an Apple Music playlist in there, too, so you can listen to our music, get to know us a little bit better. But we want to hear from you, and we'll we'll gladly put your music uh, on there as well. Uh, I want to thank you guys uh, so much for for sharing these uh, these lists. It means the the world to me that you uh, went on this little exercise with me. You made me feel things, CJ. That's what we do some days. <laughs> some listen, just sometimes it's it's good to kind of peel back the corner and kind of take away the nerdy facade. And again, for us, a, a nerd is is a passion for anything. Pa- Josh's passion for music, your passion for music, uh, for movies. It, it's not just tied to to one thing. Uh, so I want to thank you, listener, for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. I cannot wait to get to know you a little bit better. And we will see you next week.
1: If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where
0: we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be
2: heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, cause you were that kind of
0: nerd. Not trying to steal somebody else's bit. Well, then we have to cancel the show.
2: The whole show. Bait. This whole show is stolen bits. You're you're a bit. If Christian's listening to this, he's laughing hysterically. <laughs> Because that's what he calls his naughty parts.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, and CJ is most definitely a bit.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's do this.
2: Welcome everyone. This to- is how we do it. Now he brought out the Montel Jordan <sighs> on you.
0: What does Brian from two days ago know? Psh, that guy. Hold on. Time out. True story. So sometimes Jenny and I will, will have like you know dishes or the bottles to to clean up. And uh, we'll look at each other, and be like, we should, we should probably do that before we go to bed. That's that's
2: future. Like, that's future CJ
0: that's future problems. problems. That guy's a dick. Right. The next day, you're like, what a fucking asshole. Past CJ is leaving us all this shit here. Right. Should have just done it last night. Past right. CJ's an asshole. President CJ, only the good CJ. And right now, already this guy, an asshole. He he already <laughs> like just missed it. All right. Getting
1: to know you, getting to know everything about you.
0: Hurt my ear. And we can't pay for that. Getting All right, thank like hmm.
1: you. Getting to know that you like me.